Cordell. Yeah? Have you heard about the great tragedy that is going on right now? No, what's going on? Um, you may be well aware that in in America right now, forget COVID, there is something greater going on. It is the chicken sandwich wars. They've been plaguing our people for years. And finally, the mighty have fallen. Taco Bell has joined the chicken sandwich wars. No, no, they were neutral for so long. They were neutral, but they have joy. Oh. Taco Bell's chicken sandwich taco is out. Cordell and listeners, I am here to tell you that I braved no. the war front. No, you didn't. Say you didn't. I- no. The Taco oh. Bell. And I ordered a chicken sandwich taco oh. box. <laughs> with a large Baja Blast Zero. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. The chicken sandwich taco is surprisingly bad. Not even surprisingly. A chicken taco from Taco Bell trying to rival a chicken sandwich isn't going to taste good. But the... But Cordell. Yeah? The part that starts, and I fear that afterwards we must just face the music, so to speak, and get it over with. Yes? The shell is not a taco shell, It's like just the bottom bun of a sandwich folded to resemble a taco shell, and it is incredibly depressing to taste. Those cowards. Start the music. Welcome to Just Super, where we analyze, criticize, and otherwise size up superhero fiction. No story is off limits, and no medium is safe. And I hope you liked hearing Caleb talk, because you're not going to hear it much for the rest of the episode. Oh, that's right, guys. Oh, I did a Garantito, and it was amazing, and it was a great episode. Now it's Cordell's turn to try and convince me that this not-hero qualifies for our podcast y'all want to talk about the sandwich wars an even greater conflict has been stirring and it's the garantito war caleb and i honestly bringing characters to head here trying to prove to the other that they count that they should belong in the superhero canon yeah i feel like mine was pretty much like a home run we didn't need to do anymore but like i guess we can go with whatever you're saying right now okay here's the metric at the end of your episode caleb i begrudgingly accepted that goku was a hero by the end of this one you are going to enthusiastically accept that captain planet is a hero that's right folks i'm doing captain planet I'm uh, okay. All right. I don't even know what to say. This is like a All right, let me go through what little I know about Captain Planet yeah, and give me, I will give me tell some you first impressions. Okay, here's my first impression. Number 1, he's not not hero. Number 2, he is from a a cartoon from the 90s that exists. So's Goku. 
Okay, Goku originated in print, though, so... Okay, fair. Back off there. Also, about Captain Planet, from what I know, he does nothing. It's just the sidekicks that do stuff. It's just those sidekicks that fight all these eco-terrorists. I've watched one episode once, like, five years ago, and I was honestly just sitting there the entire time, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay, first of all, they're called eco-villains. They're not eco-terrorists. Second of all, <laughs> those sidekicks are the Planeteers. Put some respect on their name. Third of all, Captain Planet comes to save the day when the Planeteers cannot handle the situation that has risen to a point. I mean, sounds like he's bad at picking Planeteers then. Gaia picked the Planeteers. You know what? You know what? Fine. First fact that I'm going to throw out to you before we even get to the origin of this character, Whoopi Goldberg voiced Gaia. Oh, okay. There cool. you go. I like her. Now you know something. Sister Act. Real world Sister origin. I'm diving in. Forget you, Caleb. Your negativity is going to disappear. All right. You can goof on me all episode long, but you're going to love Captain Planet by the end. I'm going to goof so hard. Starting now. First... Let me just say, there's an excellent article on grist.org about this show and its origins, and that's where I got a lot of my information from. I highly recommend looking it up and reading it because it's really actually pretty awesome to see all the behind-the-scenes things, and I want to give them credit since I'm using their information. Anyway, Captain Planet was made by Barbara Pyle and Ted Turner for the environmentalist superhero show, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. The show came about because Ted Turner, who was this, like, media mogul at the time, hired Barbara Pyle to make global issues more fun and entertaining. Oh, now, Caleb, gosh. this was the 90s. This is kind of to be expected. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Remember, everything we're talking about, it was the 90s. All right, let me go bust out my Nirvana t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm frosting tips, baby. My flannel. Grunge is back. Heck, yeah. I'm going to throw out some info about the series, just miscellaneous things that I think you'll actually appreciate. Just behind-the-scenes facts. First, the five main heroes of the show were all, like, composite characters based on real activists from around the world. Okay, I actually think that's pretty dope. Each plot was a fictionalized version of a real-life global issue. Pyle, the creator herself, even said each episode of the show was based on a real issue in a real culture someplace. Okay. Okay. Not a single episode was just invented. They took a real-world problem and made an episode around something similar to that to address it. All right. I can... I, I like that. I can dig it. So they at least, like, they did their homework with this show. It wasn't just random feel-good junk. They really tried to bring a point home. Okay. Right? And the whole point... I, I like it. it. It's making solid points. Mm -hmm. Okay. The whole point was to teach kids, and hopefully their parents by extension... That each person has the power to enact change and make the world a better place, both politically and environmentally. I, okay, oof, okay. What's your problem there? That's a good message <sighs> to try to teach kids. It's a good message, but it also gets into a problem that we've been facing 
lately and like not to get too political but there's the problem of corporations causing massive problems and then blaming the individual for example the ah the oceans are ruined because of all of this waste that corporations are dumping in but you can't use plastic straws yeah yeah i get it that's very real but that shouldn't detract from the fact that individual responsibility is relevant in making this world a better place especially when it comes to politics and how you vote and the people you put in power to take care of these things yeah no i i i get it the like individual responsibility is still important it's just like that was my initial thought with yeah. that yeah and there was some conflict in head about yeah. it is it, so. it is a messy subject but this show tried to teach kids to be activists at its core, it I'll, wanted I'll them it. to do that. And, uh, uh, you know, I respect it. Speaking of respecting it, here's a quick quote from the producer, Nicholas Boxer, that I really like. When a TV executive said, I don't like Captain Planet, I don't believe in it, and I don't think any cartoon should have a message, because it was the 90s, Boxer responded by saying, everything has a message. The question is whether the message is intended or not. At least we know what we are trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 So before we even get to like the character himself, you can see that the people behind this show and character had great intentions and really, really were setting out to do something good. I I can dig that. I like it. Just so you know that it like there was a good route to what grew. Yeah. Now, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. the character, nothing I can say would summarize Captain Planet's origin better than the opening narration of the show. So I'm just going to read that to you. Our world is in peril. Gaia, the spirit of the earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. Kwame, from Africa, with the power of earth. From North America, Wheeler, with the power of fire. From Eastern Europe, Linka, with the power of wind. From Asia, Gi, with the power of water. And from South America, Mati, with the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. Okay, that was something. Well, that's the origin. Gaia sends out these five rings to five young people from around the world, and each ring has the power over a specific element or heart. And whenever the rings combine, they make Captain Planet. What's the heart do? Okay. What's heart do? So you've actually unknowingly stumbled into a decades-old debate over whether heart is a good power or a sucky power. Oh, gosh. Um, Like on TV Tropes, one of my favorite websites, there's a whole article called Heart is an Awesome Power or like Heart is an, a Lame Power or something like that is the other one. Heart is essentially empathy and talking to animals and even a little bit strong persuasion. Like, I could kind of encourage you to do a thing strongly. This is, I'm about to step into a decades-old debate. This is a dumb power. From a... Like, not just lame, dumb. From a combat perspective, yes. Dumb. It must be said, though. Because, yeah, you are you are not the first person to mock Mati and his powers. I am not mocking Mati. I have no problems with Mati. His powers suck. People have mocked the heart ring for years. The big thing about it, though, 
is that it's really what enables Captain Planet to be created. Because all the elements come together, but it's Mati's energized heart and, like, his power of heart that allows it to all coalesce into Captain Planet. <laughs> Maybe just go to the next section, man. I don't know. This the, the more you talk about heart, the less I'm convinced that this is a super superhero give me give me just one second just yeah. just a second yeah. yeah i get it you need a second to recover it's okay being hurtful um <laughs> oh i only do it because i love you yeah mm-hmm. so it's telepathy and empathy are specifically the powers from the heart ring okay that makes it sound cooler so there you go there's okay, tel- so telepathic powers, he went, yeah. He went from sucky powers to, like, middle of the road. Yeah. I I can respect that. As long as they're all conscience, conscious, Mati can communicate with all four of the other holders of the rings and with Gaia herself. Okay. I like that a little bit more. And again, can't be stressed enough, the, the heart ring is what makes it really possible for Captain Planet to come into being. Yeah, can you can we get to the actual Captain Planet part of the Captain Planet episode? Because I just... Okay, okay, fine. You want his general trajectory? I'll give it to you. The five planeteers summon Captain Planet when a situation gets to be too much for them to handle. And he shows up, saves the day before saying, The power is yours! And disappearing again. Also, he has a mullet. So the mullet is part of it. I think so. I think it's so quintessentially 90s. That you can't really ignore it as part of his trajectory. He unironically has a mullet. I, okay. Alright, mullets are coming back in fashion. I don't know why, but they are. I can kind of respect it. Okay. I will always and forever respect anyone with a mullet because they truly don't care what others think. I think there is such a thing as a good mullet. There can be, yeah business in the front party in the back that never goes out of style for those who can wear it that's true that's true base powers and changes made to powers let me just say now this dude is stacked okay he can transmute matter from one form to another what he has control over the four elements water fire earth air he can fly control plants has super strength and can shoot energy blasts out of his hands you know what power he doesn't have heart he is heart he's practically invulnerable and doesn't even need to breathe because he's an energy construct created by the combined power of the rings and he also has the telepathy and empathy too huh okay so that's a lot of powers um getting close to what i will call the superman dilemma exactly too much Uh uh-huh but unlike superman all of these powers make sense given his origin okay you agree with me right i get it i i kind of get it i'm you're starting to convince me Mm -hmm. and i think it's worth saying too on the powers front that the rings on their own are like super powerful and actually pretty freaking awesome because the the opening theme song honestly is worth just watching because it gives a quick summary of what they're all capable of and then mati's holding a small baby deer during a forest fire that's what he's capable of poor guy he really gets he gets shredded a lot all the time but we're talking the water ring summoned a massive typhoon to attack a bad guy well, okay what well, pause 
Pause. If Water Ring can summon a giant typhoon, a actual typhoon, what what kind of threat is so big that something that has destroyed cities? Okay, it was it was a, too it was big. a spiraling pillar of water akin to a typhoon in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Not the whole storm, okay. but the spiraling pillar. Gee used it to attack a, an eco villain on the beach. Okay, okay, okay. So the rings themselves are it. pretty cool. Like you get some get avatar it. shenanigans going on, mm-hmm. and heart. Can't emphasize heart enough. Moving on, quick break from the uh, superhero discussion. We're going to the Just Super Science Corner. Just Super Science Corner. Where we put the sense in nonsense. For this week's Science Corner, I was inspired by Captain Planet. To ask a very simple question. Is climate change real? Yes, of course it is. <laughs> I was about to say, Cordell, please don't say we're going to turn into this kind of a podcast. No, it was a problem 30 years ago and this show was made and it's more of a problem now. Please listen to scientists. They've been begging for decades at this point. Yes. That's it. That's the science corner. Climate change is real. Please listen and vote wisely. Come on, people. Uh... Also, quick tangent, listen to scientists and get the vaccine. Yeah. Talk to your friends about getting the vaccine. Scientists spend their whole lives learning to do research and analyze data. I hate the phrase, do your own research, because it implies that your Google search will turn up more than years of actual scientific data collection. Yeah. Do your own research should lead to scientific papers and studies. Do your own research is good for if you're if you're doing what we do, which is host a dumb superhero podcast. Not for if you're trying to decide whether or not you should get a life-saving vaccine. In that case, I hate to agree with a current politician that I dislike, but get off Google and go to the doctor. Because health should not have politics. That was that was a fun yeah, science corner. Really good, really lighthearted. You know, brought a lot. We just promoted science. Yeah, brought a lot of heart to it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Team affiliations, uh, the Planeteers. So okay, this is an actual question, okay. not me trying to like roast or like get into anything. Yeah. Okay. Is Captain Planet? Part of the Planeteers, or is he a separate entity that can be brought on by the Planeteers? So, Captain Planet is a separate, distinct construct entity that is made from the combined powers of the Five Rings. Voltron. Kinda. He's kind of a Voltron-type figure. The point is, whenever all the Five Rings combine, they kind of give the power into this avatar... And they don't have the power while he's active. Okay. That's interesting. I like it. Okay. He is, I can he is it. their, like, last-ditch effort, kind of in Power Rangers when they need to call on the Megazord because Rita Repulsa made the monster grow. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. Except it's... You're speaking my language. Oh, now. yeah. We love Power Rangers here. Power Rangers, come on the show. Yeah. 
I feel like we could actually get one of the Power Rangers on the show. Yo, if Tommy Oliver, Jason David Frank himself would come on the show, I'd cry. That would be pretty dang cool. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, in a very Power Rangers kind of way, he is summoned to fight whenever the Planeteers can't do it. But also, he's not a one-size-fits-all thing. They have to know what they intend to do and summon him with a plan in mind. He doesn't just fix everything. Okay. Okay. I I can dig that. There are limitations to this ultra-powered character. Yes, in that they can't just say, oh, an eco-villain showed up, go get him, Captain Planet, and then they go, like, hang out. Like, he, he is summoned when they know what to do with him. Okay. So yeah, he's okay. he's affiliated with the Planeteers. He doesn't have much of a like social personal life because he's this energy construct. But there was an episode where due to convoluted circumstances, a couple characters were in space and Captain Planet was summoned with just the earth and heart rings and he was weaker and had to kind of act as a human to get out of the situation, like a superhero human. But hmm. He couldn't just use all of his planet powers. He was just Earth and Heart and was much more human-like. It was a very neat plot. I dig it. So he's kind of a mentor character, but he's definitely part of the Planeteers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Family Tree? None. He's an energy construct. Yep. Amorous Entanglements? None. He's an energy construct. Well, okay. Retcons? None. It was a pretty self-contained show. You know what? Hey, that's positive points in the uh, Caleb Burley book of which of of uh, is it super? That's that's a really good book, guys. You should read it. Yeah. Coming out 2022. Caleb Burley. Is it super? It's just one page of of the two page side of the book. will have a picture of a superhero and then the other side will say yes or no. That's, no nuance. That's a really Just good hot book. takes. Just hot takes. No nuance. Just hot takes. Welcome to the internet. Coolest moment <gasps> and lamest moment. It's been a good 15 years or so since I've seen this show. I watch it as a child. So instead, I'm going to use the coolest and lamest moments to comment on the nature of the show itself instead of specific moments. Okay. All right. I can, I can respect that. I like it. For the coolest moment. I think it's the fact that this show did so much homework to make it realistic and applicable while also making it enjoyable for kids. Like, they didn't just say, oh, go green and do nothing. Like, they based characters on activists. They looked up real-life problems. They were aware of climate change and had, like, a two-part episode on the future if things aren't handled. Like, they've, they did work and really had a good goal in mind, and I think that's always applaudable. Yes, I will give you that. Uh, I agree. That is pretty dang cool. Lamest moment. Um, oh. I'm just going to be honest and say that it was a super heavy-handed concept that somehow managed to get even more heavy-handed depending on the episode. Okay. I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, the show is, I'm Captain Planet. Let's save the planet against these villains polluting the planet. And these heroes who like the planet. Like, it is, it's very ham-fisted, kind of cliched. And so that, I think, works against it being an impactful message rather than a silly, cheesy, stuck-in-the-90s message, too. It was great for kids at the time, but as time has moved on, it's definitely not going to be super applicable or helpful for kids to watch. 
Yeah, as, I can see that. As society's, like, collective amounts of snark have risen, it, it, would, it would die. If it were made again today, it would need some kind of overhaul in order to be taken seriously at all. I mean, uh, society's amount of snark has risen a lot. There's Tony... There's Tony's dad, who I don't remember the name because he's only important for like one movie. Howard, and you're an idiot. I don't really... (laughs) True and true. Live action adaptations? None. They've thrown around the idea for years, but nothing's ever come of it. Mm, Um, are you sure about this one? Are you going to bring up the like college humor Don Cheadle video a little bit yeah yeah that's yeah. that's the live action adaptation is there's a college humor <laughs> video about don Cheadle as captain planet showing up and saying y'all suck i'm gonna turn everybody into trees and then he like pelvic thrusts at people to turn them into trees yeah i just wanted to make sure that that was brought up that's so all. yeah look that up it's very funny i don't think it counts as a full live action adaptation as much as a parody but i guess worth saying caleb Was Captain Planet in the Infinity Saga? No. You're right. He's not Marvel. And now, it's time for Not Super. This whole episode feels like a Not Super. Well, surprise, Caleb. Since I'm doing everything else, you get to pick the topic for Not Super on the spot this week. Good luck. Ah! Um, okay, Cornell. Yeah. Well, what, what, uh, which, which of the Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron friends of Jimmy Neutron did, did you like when you watched the show Jimmy Neutron? The correct answer is all of them because they're all magical and wonderful. It's fair. If I had to rank them. Yeah. Sheen is the best of the main friends because he's so stupid. Carl is the most wholesome. Yeah. And then the wild card, Bulby, is the best character in the whole show. Bulby made the show for me. Bulby is like the uh, best. Yes. Uh, I agree, uh, except I personally put Carl higher on the list than Sheen. They kind of like tie for me, they but do. Carl just ekes him out, you know, a little bit. Um, but Bulby uh, is uh considered uh, a god in uh the culture of Caleb Burley um uh join join in if you want guys uh listeners join in on Caleb Burley culture where we uh talk about Bulby at least once a month yeah on, probably on the high holidays they do the slap 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 clap 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 thing clap 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 <laughs> And that was not super, where it was Caleb's turn. I didn't do good. I didn't get to prepare. Speaking of Caleb's turn, welcome to another surprise. It's a surprise segment. Caleb, it's your turn to play a game for once. Ah! I love games! I'm going to read a list of six character names to you. I need you to tell me which of them is not a real Captain Planet eco-villain. I love this. This is this is a version of my game that I play. That's why I got inspired. Plus, these names need to be read. So I'm going to go through the six. Caleb, you got to guess. <laughs> okay. Captain Pollution. Hoggish Greedly. Duke Nukem. Mr. Blister. Sly Sludge. 
and loot and plunder. Okay, I'm gonna kind of like go through the ones that I remember you saying. I fully think Duke Nukem made a crossover. Like that is such a '90s thing that like a video game would cross over, like a popular video game crossing over with a popular TV show. It makes sense. Loot and plunder. Sounds like it would be like a German eco villain trying to get gold, like thunder. I feel I, like that's the <laughs> accent that I hear. Captain Pollution feels too on the nose, which makes me believe it. Okay. Can you go through the other ones? So we've got Duke Nukem, Lutenplanda, and uh, Captain Pollution. The other three are Hoggish Greedly, Mr. Blister, like and Sly Sludge. I'm gonna say Mr. Blister isn't one because here's my reasoning. Okay. That sounds like a Primus B-side, not a Captain Planet eco-villain. I don't know how you did it, but that's right. Mr. Blister is the one I made <laughs> up. I made up Mr. Blister. I win! Captain Pollution <laughs> is an evil version of Captain Planet made whenever someone stole the planeteer rings, made evil copies of, of them, and summoned an evil avatar. Hoggish Greedly is a corrupt rich dude. Duke Nukem is a radioactive mutant who is actually really threatening to Captain Planet. Because pollution and radioactivity hurt Captain Planet. They're like his kryptonite, kind of. So it, my guess of it being a crossover wasn't... Not true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, then Sly Sludge is kind of a lazy deadbeat who's always looking to get rich quick. And Luton Plunder is a rich dude. I don't think he's German, but he, he is a rich dude doing bad things. Luton Plunder. Luton Plunder. Yeah, that'd be so I am fun. here to steal all the gold from the earth and make all of you hate me. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to turn the gold into chocolate because I am Luton Plunder. Ooh, I like to eat the gold chocolate. My name is Luton Plunder. I'm going to crash the world's economy because I love the chocolate. Forget being writers, we should be voice actors for the reboot of Captain Planet. Yeah, and we just take turns being loot and plunder. It's, yeah, it's because the, and everyone that listens is like, why does he have two voices that are just wildly different, but also the same? We would be like a, we'd be like the Olsen twins on Full House. You never know which one of us is voicing during the episode, except you will because they're so wildly different and bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just. So, yeah, you won my surprise game. Uh, what can I say? Uh, I'm good. I know. I know you are. I will say, though, you came up with a great one that almost did throw me off. Right? I was like, Mr. Blister sounds like a solar radiation-themed villain. Yeah, but I feel like if it was a solar... From what I know about the tone of Captain Planet, if there was a solar radiation-themed planet... Or, like, a solar radiation-themed villain, it wouldn't be, like, Mr. Blister. It would just be, like, Captain, the sun is coming to kill you, and you have to wear sunscreen. Like, that would be the name. Well, that's his legal name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there were a ton of other wild names, and that's just... Gotta look them up sometime. Moving on to personal analysis. Does Captain Planet live up to his potential? Honestly, I would say no. Caleb, you've never seen anything. Yeah, no, but I'm going off of what you told me. I would say no. Why? 
It just doesn't feel like it. It feels like they could have done a better job with the show and not make it so ham-fisted. Well, it was the 90s. The life was ham-fisted. Fair. No part of the 90s was subtle. Fair. So, remembering the time period it came from, I think he does. Hmm. Like, from a v- both a show perspective and a character perspective, he has a very specific purpose, and I think he succeeds at it. Like, he shows up, saves the planet... Tells people, the power is yours, you can do more, you can help, and then goes. And the whole show is a way to, like, kind of do the same thing. Show up on Saturday morning, show a kids a good message about how to make the world a better place with a diverse cast, and then say the power is yours and go. I think the show and the character lived up what they wanted to do. I like that. I like that analysis. I've even seen some pictures of, like, people protesting climate or environmental issues wearing captain planet's superhero outfit with green hair and everything wow so like the show made an impact okay a lot to consider already okay what would we love to see for them i'd honestly be pretty interested to watch a reboot where the five planeteers themselves get more character development and are made more like realistic people which would in turn make captain planet more developed since he's a construct made by them but I wouldn't want it to be gritty because it's for kids, you know? Yeah. A gritty Captain Planet wouldn't do anything for anybody. A better updated kids version, I think it could do cool things. I dig. So I'd love to see it come it. back. Cordell guesses a picture. I get to have a lot of fun this week. First, I win a game. I got to do not super, and now I get to send Cordell an extremely zoomed-in image. Last week, uh, I'm double-checking myself, but I don't believe anybody got it. I don't think they did either. Last week, nobody got it. It was Valkyrie, specifically the Jane Foster run of Valkyrie. I've sent Cordell the picture that he is supposed to guess. It is extremely zoomed in, and he gets two questions to try and narrow down the field. Gordell, can you guess this picture? Well, funny you should ask. Maybe not. So, folks, what we're seeing is a very zoomed-in image of a very chiseled torso, like massive six-pack abs, and then the beginning of some bodacious pecs. And it's like a blue slick suit with a like red shape running through it that kind of branches into like almost a peace sign without the circle. Caleb, I'm going to, my ha- my gut is saying one thing. I'm going to run with that. Caleb, is this character in Invincible? No. Yep. That was, that was my only guess. Man, 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 man. I hate guessing games, guys. I really do. Caleb, is this character DC? No. Guys, I'm just not going to get it. I I have no ideas at all. My only thought was Omni-Man. Let me... I will give you a hint. Yeah, please. You said something about the shape that is branching up. That is exactly what you need to focus on. The shape. Mm-hmm. You said that it looked like a peace symbol without the circle. Okay, so... Peace. That did nothing for me. I'm so lost. Any guesses before I... I mean, I gotta guess, right? Like, I can't just not guess. I I think it would be good for you to guess. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. Um, Homelander. Is Cordell right? Is Cordell wrong? He'll, you guys will figure out next week, but he'll figure out in just a few minutes. Oh, that one hurt. That one hurt. That hurt my pride more than anything. I tried to throw you a bone a little bit. Man, it's okay. no, no, you boned me. You didn't throw me a bone. You boned me. And not in a nice way, you know? I wasn't happy about it. I'm sad now. It was a great effort. You really tried for me. I'm a failure. <laughs> You're not a failure. I'm going to move on to something that won't bruise my pride as much. It's time for what I'm calling the cap rap. Oh, cap rap. Don't worry, it's not an actual rap. That was good on the spot, though, Caleb. I really liked that. I'm really good at coming up with on-the-spot little intros. The cap rap is a wrap-up of everything we've discussed, and I say I take us through the cap acronym Caleb and I have made for defining a superhero, or a piece of superhero fiction, and I go through how this character fits each qualification. And overall, the show more than the character, too, because, like, let's be honest... Goku is about whether Dragon Ball is superhero fiction, not whether Goku's a superhero or not. So. Yes. And CAP, for the listeners, stands for character-driven, abilities, and power dynamic. Caleb, I've presented you with this character's information. And now it's time to lay out why Captain Planet fits CAP and must be considered a superhero. C. Character-driven. The show is all about the five planeteers and their journey to save the world, and Captain Planet is straight up a construct produced by their collective willpower and teamwork. Check. Abilities. Bro. The show basically has its own version of Green Lantern rings and a character who could go toe-to-toe with Superman. Abilities? Check. P, and the biggest one, power dynamic. The entire point of this series is to teach kids that the average person has a duty and responsibility to help make the world a better place. And the plots almost always revolve around a ragtag team of everyman heroes going up against corrupt corporate executives, which is a real-life power dynamic that will always be applicable. Check. Also, the theme song literally says, Captain Planet, he's a hero. Checkmate. After listening to your evidence and a fair amount of goofing on it. Some solid goofs. Some solid goofs. Some very, some very interesting thought processes on my part and some thought delivering on your part. Captain Planet fits all three elements of Cap and therefore... I, as this episode's Judge Garantito, must establish in the Just Super canon that Captain Planet qualifies as superhero fiction, and by proxy, Captain Planet is a superhero. That's right, sucker! He is! Oh, be honest. Is this begrudging, or are you straight up like, no, he's a hero? I, it is not... It is begrudging because I didn't want to believe it. However, he is straight up a hero. Like, this show is if Power Rangers were a little more superhero-oriented, and Power Rangers is already borderline superhero without discussion. 
I think we're gonna have to do like a gar- a joint guaranteed where we try and convince ourselves on that. Yeah, because we go back and forth on Power Rangers, but I think yeah, well, I, I, all the time, all the time. <laughs> these are the things that us us we these these two grown idiot adults sitting here we talk about our Power Ranger superheroes probably once a month. I would say yeah. Along with some other things, but... Yeah, so that's that's how our life is going. <laughs> but yeah. Listener. What? Listener's mail. What? Listener mail. Caleb, did you hear something? I... What? Oh. No, you cannot hit me with another surprise bit. Oh, gosh. No, 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 I just... I can't... Oh, listener mail. Okay, I finally listened. What? What? Okay. Wait, did, do you get it? Yeah, I get it. Folks, reach out. Um, <laughs> Let us know if we got anything wrong. Well, if I got anything wrong this episode, or if you have other input. Do you think Captain Planet is a superhero? Did you watch Captain Planet as a kid? Have you never heard about Captain Planet before this episode? Email us. Reach out. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have a hero that you really want to hear us talk about and cover, let us know. We'll probably talk about it. Yeah, if, if someone requested a character at this point, I'd straight up make it happen for them. Yeah, I would definitely at least look if at it. If you have a character that you think is a hero, but want to convince us, one of us could do a guaranteedo over it. Yeah. Also, real quick, looking at our analytics and data online... We have listeners in Germany, El Salvador, and Brazil. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry to the listener from Germany that we just did, like, the worst. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Whoever you are in Germany, I think there might be be two or three of you looking at percentages here. We're really sorry, dudes. Like. Dudes, ladies, whatever. Whoever's whoever's out there in Hesse, Germany, so sorry. Oof. So sorry for that. Loot and plunder was so funny. Loot and plunder, please keep <laughs> listening not... to the show. Honestly, that's not even very German. It's not. We're just, it's we're like, just yeah, it's like Swedish. It's kind of you know the lumberjack from Hoodwink. Yeah, it's just that. It's it's just generically Scandinavian in the most upsetting kind of way. <laughs> so yeah, whoever's in Germany, sorry, but. For international listeners, I'm especially fascinated by how you heard about us. You know, like, did you just find us perusing the internet? Like, why, are you still listening? If you want to, reach out, let us know, because I'd really like to hear from you. And you can do that by emailing us at justsuper616 at gmail.com. You could follow us on Twitter at justsuper616. Send Caleb a DM. I know he loves him. Yep. If you'd like to send him a personal DM... You could follow the voluptuous Caleb Burley at Awkward from 1997. And you could follow me, the less voluptuous, Cordell Hutchison at Cordelicious. And thank you to the one and only Haley Northington for providing us with our podcast art. If you want to commission some stuff from her, maybe buy a few stickers or whatever else she has on her page, you can do that at littlelight97.redbubble.com. Thank you to the one and only Cordell Hutchison for editing this episode, as well as many others. This show is produced by the two of us speaking into microphones from two separate places, and we still don't know how to end the show, except we do. I gotta use the bathroom. Bye. The power is yours. <laughs>